0: So Money, episode 1543, Financial Sanity in a Subscription Crazed World, with guests Sunny Israni and Monica VR, co-founders of Light Switch.
1: You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life. Welcome to So Money.
2: The reason why subscribing is so painful for consumers really boils down to one word and it's auto renew. Everything that you've signed up for, it will automatically renew at the end of your, you know, prepaid cycle until you cancel. Welcome back to So Money, everybody. I'm Farnish Tarabi. Happy
0: Monday. Today, we are diving deep into the world of subscriptions, which seems to have taken over everything. It's like you can't just buy one of something. You need to commit to buying that thing every month for the rest of your life. And if you want to cancel that thing, well, good luck. You'll have to call customer service. You might have to give over your firstborn child. I jest. But the truth is, subscriptions from a business perspective are incredibly lucrative, very popular and play on the behavioral tendencies of us as consumers. We can't help ourselves. We love a good subscription, whether it's Netflix or a food delivery service. It used to just be utilities, but now it's everything. Subscription-based business models are expected to top $1.5 trillion by 2025. And we are contributing to this economy. But is there a better way? What kind of disruption would help us get a better handle on our subscriptions, on our financial choices? Our guests today are working on an incredible product that promises to benefit both us and these subscription companies. Sunny Israni and Monica VR are the co-founders of a new company called Light Switch. It is a payments and identity infrastructure that solves the hardest problems in consumer subscription better than anything in the market, starting with churn. Their first product is a smart virtual card for subscribers, you and I, that automatically pauses our subscriptions until the next time we need them. It's not a cancellation service. It's a pause service because life evolves and sometimes you don't need the thing, but maybe you do in six months. Wouldn't it be nice if a service just took care of that for you and saved you some money in the meantime? Learn more at getlightswitch.com. But in the meantime, let's talk to Sonia Asrani and Monica Vr. Monica VR and Sunny Israni, co-founders of Lightswitch. Welcome to So Money. Such an important conversation we're about to have about subscriptions because everybody listening, including myself and probably the two of you, I feel like we're just in a subscription flood zone at the moment and we need all the insights and advice and you two are the perfect
1: guests for this. So welcome to the show. Happy to be here. So excited. (laughs) Thanks so much for having us.
0: Yes. And Sonny, you are no stranger to this show. Yes. You have graced the podcast Mm -hmm. in the past. You are a. Multi-talented, serial entrepreneur, um, and in fact, fun fact, everybody. I quote Sonny in a healthy state of panic because, in addition to bringing yes. his entrepreneurial insights, he has a cr- an incredible personal story and journey that is just pulls at your heart. Just what's the expression? It pulls at your heartstrings. Uh, is that the right? I'm really <laughs> bad so. at like idioms. You'll learn this about <laughs> me. I'm apparently when you're the daughter of immigrants and English was my second language, idioms make no sense. To <laughs> they say don't. English second speakers like it just doesn't um English is now my my most prominent language obviously yes. but uh don't ever ask me to make sense of idioms <laughs> like why would you kill two birds with any stones I mean that's <laughs> my thing right yes, um, so true. sorry for the digression okay <laughs> Sunny and Monica, you are the brain children of a new, a new evolving company that I think is going to just blow up. And I'm so honored that you are here to share with us the beginnings. Um, it's called Light Switch. And as I teased in the beginning, it is in the subscription space, which I was reading about when I... Uh, this figure shocked me. And I mean, there's probably several figures, but this one was saying that by 2025, the subscription model industry is going to skyrocket to something like $1.5 trillion. And so with that growth, obviously should come some disruption. Yes. And I think that's where maybe the light switch story arrives. Tell us who wants to go, raise your hand. Who wants to tell us the story of light switch? Uh, Monica, take it away. Okay. <laughs>
2: sure. I mean, how, how much time do we have? Um, <laughs> I'll say this. Uh, I've spent pretty much my entire career in consumer subscription, been looking at this problem. Basically, this problem's been staring me in the face for maybe 10 years now. Um, and, and Furnish, you're absolutely right. Subscription is everywhere. Basically, all of these, you know, consumer companies are trying to replicate the success of enterprise software with, you know, like a SaaS model of renting software instead of purchasing out, right? And now I think consumers are seeing that everywhere that they spend, not just media, but also, you know, education, health and wellness, grocery, shopping, it's really just so ubiquitous. And it's very much the way that businesses would prefer that customers buy from them. Um, so I think in terms of how did we get here? And, and how do we think about, you know, what we're doing with Light Switch? It's very much, you know, subscribing is at the scale that we're seeing it today, a totally new way of buying things for everyday people and a way of buying things that today is incredibly inflexible and sometimes unfair. And so what we're trying to do, right? And what we're trying to do is really think about, I mean, I think there are things in market today, like canceling subscriptions. Canceling is a complete nightmare. We can talk about that you know,
0: Mm -hmm. it sounds so easy. Let me just cancel it. (laughs) Good luck. Six hours later, you're on customer. They make you call them. Yes. How dare you
2: (laughs) call you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's a total pain to cancel things. I think what we're imagining is actually a world where you can subscribe to things and you actually don't need to cancel them. And actually, you know, instead of making subscriptions easier to cancel, what if, you know, what if subscribing just didn't suck?
0: <laughs> mm. Well, walk me through the experience. Actually, I want to know, and you have a wait list for light switch. It's like, it's, it's on fire right now. We'll have the link in our show notes for those of you listening who want to, um, be a, a, for an early adopter and, and a yeah. first, a uh, first buyer, uh, yeah. well, not buyer, but member of, of light switch. Um, tell us about the experience. Walk me through it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, in a nutshell, what Lightswitch does is for almost everything that you're currently subscribed to, we automatically pause billing on that subscription when you're not using it. It's not canceled; it's just on standby, and you can come back to it whenever you want. Um, so it's really just as easy as you know linking Lightswitch to your subscription accounts, whether that's you know Netflix, Hulu, Spotify, your news subscriptions, could be e-commerce subscriptions, basically. Um, light switch works on any subscription that's ever told you that you can cancel anytime. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. And is that a majority of
0: subscriptions?
2: Are they that flexible? Yeah. Uh, I would say, uh, of the subscriptions that people are really familiar with, um, things like your utilities or your cable bill there, those are actually services that you pay for, um, postpaid or in arrears. So basically those are things where, You know, you're getting the bill at the end of the month. But if you think about how subscriptions work, the vast majority of everything else and all of these new things that we've subscribed to, they're actually prepaid uh, pay-as-you-go services. And so there's actually um, a lot of flexibility that consumers just either don't know that they can take advantage of or just really don't have the tools um, to be able to take advantage Mm -hmm. of. And that's where we come in. And is it such that, like, for example, let's say I have a,
0: I don't know, a month, uh, like a, like, I don't know, any, like a Netflix subscription or whatever, and I don't care for it anymore. And I just go on to light switch and say, pause this for me. Or how do you know the behavior? How do you know this is like the right time to
2: pause? Yeah. So uh, we're really getting into sort of the guts of what a subscription is. So um, I'll take a step back and just talk a little bit high level about subscriptions and this particular flavor of subscription that's everywhere um, in consumer businesses. Uh, I would say that the reason why subscribing is so painful for consumers really boils down to one word, and it's auto renew. Everything that you've signed up for, it will automatically renew at the end of your, you know, prepaid cycle until you cancel. Right. Um, And so basically what we're doing with subscriptions is putting more control on that auto renew. We think that subscriptions shouldn't just, you know, be able to bill you on autopilot. It should be something where you are, you know, only paying for the subscriptions that you're actively using. Right. So basically, the way that Lightswitch works is you don't have to tell us, hey, I want to pause the subscription or hey, I want to cancel the subscription. We sort of let your usage be the thing wow. that allows you to continue to opt into subscriptions. So if you think about like, what do I need to do in order to stop paying for Netflix? Just don't use Netflix.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And also just to add on that, you know, if you look at a lot of the alternatives in the industry, specifically one click cancellation, a lot of those solutions that exist, put the Otis on um, people to actually think about, okay, well, do I need this? Should I cancel it? Well, if I cancel it, what if I want to want to subscribe back to it when I have that show? And what we're really trying to do is just, automate this process to reduce like decision fatigue on, on people and consumers.
0: The consumer finance protection Bureau, CFPB, our Mm -hmm. friends there, Mm -hmm. they have been advocates. I mean, it's their job to consumer advocate, but I remember like with overdraft protection, right? That was something that is, let's say it was a subscription. You, the banks would de facto opt you into this. The only way you wouldn't get charged is if you opted out mm-hmm. of, of this actively. And now that, now that's been reversed and uh, the, CFB, the CFPB was like, no, that's actually not fair. You need to put the choice in the hands of the consumer. Like they, it should not be, it should not be assumed that everybody's okay with this. And that's the default. Um, So there's no such thing now as like, you're automatically enrolled in, you know, the, the overdraft protection, which, I mean, I bring this up because it's sort of what my question, I guess, is like, do you see a world where this then becomes such a problem? Because I have experienced this where I feel so frustrated, like how dare you auto renew me. And, you know, you know well better than I do that I haven't logged into my account in 18 months or whatever. So it's sort of like, at some point, do you think there will be a law um, that will say you need to give more of the control back to the consumer?
2: Uh, I will say that from a regulatory standpoint, what we're seeing more is a lot more rules around disclosures for recurring billing relationships. Mm -hmm. So to get a bit more precise, what we're talking about, sorry for getting all nerdy. Like we're getting, we're talking about
0: (laughs) (laughs) money. I mean, this is what
2: we do. (laughs) We're nerdy like that. Fantastic. Um, It's basically like a negative option billing relationship. So, so what I'm talking about with that is, you know, Uh, no action or no opt-out implies consent for continued billing. And and that's effectively what that means. Um, We know that the FTC is proposing new rules around basically all of the information that a subscription business needs to disclose and clarify to consumers in advance of signing up for this type of negative option billing relationship, where, you know, people can be aware of exactly how they need to cancel things, you know, be, be very clearly aware, Hey, A, this will continue to renew until you cancel. Um, FTC has also been proposing new rules about one-click cancellation, which um, I think like super interesting and encouraging. I think, you know like I said, like canceling subscriptions is a nightmare. It's not exactly the problem that we're, we're trying to solve, I think a slightly different problem, but it definitely is a problem, um, especially with the way that subscriptions work today. Um, so much so that I guess, yes, for to answer your question, we are going to see a lot more regulation around giving people more flexibility and more control to opt out of subscriptions. As long as subscriptions are, are defined as these, you know, renew, renewable billing or recurring billing until you opt out. Mm. Um, what we're hoping to actually do is, I, I mean, I know that we've been talking a lot about the consumer impact of what we're, what we're doing and that's definitely, you know, it's definitely the thing that is most important to us and it's why we're building this product for regular people. And it's sort of what, you know, what our mission and vision is for subscriptions. Um, but Subscription businesses are also having a pretty rough time with this business model, unfortunately. And so a world where consumers are very trigger happy with that cancel button is definitely like a more difficult climate for these types of businesses as well. Mm -hmm. Um, There's something interesting that we've seen happen in subscriber behavior with regards to canceling. Yes, people cancel. And usually when they cancel, it's because... They were long overdue to cancel. They haven't been using it for months and they've you know they've already wasted some money. Um, but an interesting thing that we've see is there's this growing population of people who will cancel their subscriptions. And then they'll come back to that subscription at some point in the future and sign up again. I think we see this most of all with streaming entertainment, right? You know, there's a new season of this hit show that you want to watch. It's on this streaming service that you're signed up for. You want to watch that. Okay. When the season's over, when you're done binge watching, there's nothing else you want to watch there. So, you know, people are getting a lot savvier and they're canceling that subscription, right. which again, very scary for that business. But the reality is that 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 customer is going to come back again. And so what if there's a version of subscribing that actually accounts for that behavior and actually works with that instead of forcing you know right. people to jump through hoops to just pay for, you know, to actually pay for these services and, and, and pay the fair price in our opinion.
0: Right. Would you rather have a cancellation or maybe a pause during which time you can still communicate with this user, you can still send them promotions and emails and keep them warm. Yeah, um, yeah it sounds like a real win-win-win. Um, and so like a lot of financial startups, there's always like a next level, like, you know, companies that start with one offering, you know, and they're very focused in the beginning. I remember SoFi, for example, it was all about student loan debt consolidation. That was like their, what they were known for, for the beginnings. And they were very successful at that. And once they established trust, they went on to create more solutions in the financial sector. And so as you think about growing, um, Mm -hmm. what are the other solutions that you think may be tangential to this? Or once you do have... A robust, tr- you know, audience that trusts you, and it's like, what else you got? I mean, it's going to be inevitable. I, yeah. I know. I mean, it's a yeah. good problem, maybe, but like, where where else are you thinking? What are some other problems that you want to solve?
2: Yeah, uh, fantastic question, and I'll try to be as uh, vague as possible. Um, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> no, no problem, no problem.
0: I can't make my entire audience sign a non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> that would be really difficult.
2: But. No, no, no. I think. You know, from the from the buyer or the or the consumer's point of view, I think subscription is really it's a unique type of spend where we think, you know, it's unlike other types of spending where, say, like for personal finance apps, there's a lot of help that people can get and education and sort of flexibility or or tools that help them sort of spend better across the board, I consider us really specialists in subscription. And the thing about subscription is that there really is just one simple solution. There is sort of a a way to approach it that's actually right for everyone. Um, So I think on the consumer side, we really really just have a strong desire to make subscribing a non-issue for consumers. I think for us, like I was saying before, we want to make subscribing not suck. We we don't necessarily... We're not in the business of canceling subscriptions. We're in the business of, hey, this is our new reality. Everyone subscribes to things. Subscriptions can be a really valuable way for people to to spend their money well. And we want to actually make that universe of services as accessible and as fair and flexible and convenient for, for consumers as possible. On the other side for, you know, subscription businesses, having been someone who's been on this side of the table, running a subscription business, it's really, really attractive. It's very, uh, very lucrative. It's really hard and it's getting harder and harder. Now more than ever, um, what we're seeing You know, growth, subscriber growth is slowing, subscriber acquisition costs are rising. And like we said, churn is accelerating at this really unexpected pace that is kind of throwing this whole business model out of whack. So while we think about the problem that we're solving today as fundamentally, you know, thinking about what's this new, what's this modern version of subscribing that actually is a win-win for businesses and for customers, but then also what's everything that those subscription businesses need to think about and how they need to operate in order to be, you know, sustainable and scalable in the long term. Mm. That's really where we think that there's a whole other can of worms of problems that we can solve and that we're actually very uniquely positioned to solve to solve because we are at the heart of the heart of their business, which is their subscribers.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think what we see, we envision this world where, you know, the consumer is able to subscribe to everything, right? But only pay for the things that they actually use. So we see a world where, you you know, consumer can subscribe to all these streaming services, for example, and have their personalization, have all their um, recommendations in check, but only pay for the things that they use, you know, month by month. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of the world that we're trying to bring to fruition.
0: Light Switch. I want to remind everybody the name Mm -hmm. of the company. I think this your company is exemplary of of other companies that I remember because I've interviewed so many startup CEOs and the ones that have gone on to be extremely successful. It usually starts with this nugget of wisdom of like, what is a behavioral hurdle that we, a lot of us have in personal finance, you know, where we're sort of running up against the establishment and the way that the financial institutions and establishments are functioning and are taking our money is not congruent with sort of like the way that we behave and what we lean towards. And I remember like the CEO of Digit uh, came on in the early, early days and Digit is an app where it helps you save incrementally. It uses bots to track your sort of like how your company is tracking your behavior and your usage of subscriptions. They are tracking your cash flow in your checking account and then would nudge you to save like $5 here $3 there because that's what works for people. This idea of having to save for retirement is overwhelming. So they broke it down. They realized as human beings, we like, we, we thrive on small wins. We feel like, and that's why subscriptions are popular because like I can do $10 a month. So... Uh, with that, they were able to save you know people who use it like billions of dollars over the course of the many years they've been around. And but it started with this understanding of how the mind works, um, uh, which is I, I see I see parallels in and how you are thinking about your business. And so I'm I'm in, I'm all in. What can I do to help? <laughs>
1: and also just to add on that point, you know, digits an interesting example, um, just from a personal finance perspective, and the way that we see light switches you know, obviously I've been in personal finance for a long time. We see light switch as, you know, we're building part of the next generation of financial tools where it's goes beyond just like education and awareness, but rather like giving ways to reactively, you know, protect people's money and people's finances. And that's kind of how we see, you know, our role in just this evolution of personal finance. Mm -hmm.
0: Just to pull the curtain back a little bit for our listeners. I know that Sunny, this is not your first rodeo. You have been starting businesses probably since you were a little kid, like in your head. <laughs> yes. And then when you were resources, you were doing it. Um, and, and as you mentioned, Monica, you have been immersed in this subscription world for the majority of your career. I mean, like a great combination of co-founders here, but behind the scenes, I mean, tell us a little bit about some of the hurdles. I know Sunny, you and I were talking off off camera, off recording mm-hmm. about how you are a uh, professor at Columbia Business School and how that has actually been wonderfully helpful in your pursuit of entrepreneurship in unexpected ways. Like it's providing you with network, but also you know, it's providing with connections and networking, but also the confidence that sometimes you need when you are, it's a lonely journey, but luckily you have the two, you have each other. But I know even that can be hard. Tell us a little bit about some of the challenges you've overcome and how you're doing it behind the scenes emotionally.
1: Yeah, I mean, on the point of being a professor, I mean, I highly recommend any founder who is trying to solve a very challenging problem and is inevitably gonna hit setbacks to pursue some Activity on the side that gives them confidence, whether it's mentorship or teaching, because you need to remember why you're so great, right? And there's nothing better than for me, like nothing better than walking into a lecture hall and teaching incredibly star- smart students on a really important skill that everyone's like excited about. So I highly recommend that.
0: <laughs> I love that story. Um, Monica, you, would you say that you, your level of, uh, of interest in subscriptions is at the obsessive level at this point? Yeah. Because-
2: I'm going to say yes <laughs> the good, to that. The healthy obsession? the healthy yeah. obsession. Yeah. I mean, on, I mean, you know, I didn't have the same path into entrepreneurship that Sunny did. I think this is really just, uh, like I said, like a problem that's been driving me insane for 10 years. It's something that, you know, Light Switch really grew out of what kind of felt like an after school extra credit project that just <laughs> took over my life. Um, you know, it, and I think it's just like very, I think like through whatever the ups and downs of being a founder i think the thing that personally really motivates me is actually talking to people about this problem i think like i feel very lucky unfortunately because everyone has Mm -hmm. like a subscription horror story and it's something that you know it's just one of those things that's just a part of daily daily life um yeah in in a past career, I worked in marketing, uh, in advertising. And I think the thing that I loved so much about that work is that you're really dealing with, you know, the everyday problems of normal people that at, you know, a universal scale are tremendous. I think that's also what really draws me to this problem is that it's probably, you know, it's a frustration that flies under the radar for most people. Like, you know, I'll occasionally, late, you know, I'll light $20 on fire and <laughs> I, just, I have no other solution. I have no, you know, what else am I going to do? Not worth my time, but, you know, at scale, again, it's yeah. billions of dollars of, you know, wasted money and it's billions of dollars of opportunity if you can think about a better way a better way to do this.
0: Yeah. I was reading a report. Um, I'm sure you've come across it. It, it. I was just Googling about subscription and the the trends and writer um, Commerce by Whiplash. I don't know who they are, but I'll send you the link. It was really interesting. You know all these insights, but I just want to share because um, what you're saying, I hear echoed in this report that one, it is a pain point and more no, more now than ever because of inflation is pushing consumers to reconsider their subscriptions. So, I mean, I know that inflation is sometimes cyclical, but I don't know. I try to be optimistic about, pre- I mean, I know inflation has come down, but then it's going to go up again. I mean, look at like climate change has that impact on prices. Right. And every, like wait till the fall when there's like, unfortunately more storms we're already experiencing in the summer now, like heat waves and fires and that destroys natural resources, which then is what we need to create products and services and food and all that's going to get more expensive. And um, so anyway, getting it off that soapbox, (laughs) but also in this report, something you mentioned, echoed, is that flexibility is the key to retention. That's the public service announcement for these yes. companies that have subscription models, is that you, you've been winning for a long time with your rigidity and thinking, betting that making it difficult will mean that people will just give up and just subscribe forever. But humans are resilient. You forgot that humans are survivors. And yeah. if I have to call customer service to save $25 on next month's subscription, because I realized that for the past eight months, I have been charged to no avail, um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to clear my schedule because now it's not about the money. It's about the principle.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: It is about the principle. (laughs) Um, how dare you? So, but if you give me flexibility, if you say, Hey, you can freeze your account for six months or three months or come back whenever you want, no, no harm done. Um, and then maybe you'll throw in a discount for me to rejoin. Like now we're talking, now you're talking my language. (laughs) Um, and so, um, I think this is again, a, a great idea, a phenomenal idea. I'm so honor that you decided to come on so many to share mm-hmm. the behind the scenes with us at this early stage speaking of early stage uh how is how are you funding this and and along the same lines like i assume some of this is maybe venture or whatever but like yeah. what's that market like is it soft for an idea like yours i feel like you know you should have a, a, a lot of
2: choices a lot of uh, a lot of yeses in the room Yeah, thanks. Um, We have raised a small amount of money. um, And I think right now we've just been focused on building the business. We've been able to get the product. Yes, there's a waitlist right now. Um, We have it in a a very uh, closed beta. Um, But yeah, I think um, for... Early stage, the market has not totally cooled. It's definitely not what it was maybe 18 to 24 months ago. Um, and I think it is sort of an environment that's putting a lot more of an onus on founders to really, you know, show the goods, um, to be able to make progress and be able to show what they can do without, you know, the promise of venture funding. Um, we've been, you know, pretty, uh, fortunate to have some like very, um, like really, really great, uh, you know, first investors, early investors. Um, And I think that's just sort of it's funny because that I think that's always been our mentality. And maybe I think all three of us have immigrant parents. I think <laughs> we're just used to, <laughs> we're yeah. used to just grinding it out and like making it happen. and No
0: you know. excuses. What excuses yes. do we
2: have? Do okay. we know
0: what our parents sacrificed <laughs> to get <laughs> us to yeah. this point? Yes. Oh, you didn't get the venture capital. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. Move yeah. on. Yeah, pitch. so true. Yeah. Get your deck. Get yeah. back out there. <laughs>
1: yeah. And on yeah. the point and on the point of like this environment and, you know, the slight cooling, um, you know, we look at this as an opportunity. It cuts out the noise. It cuts out the bloat. And, you know, in these types of environments, you see the most valuable, talented companies come out of it. If you have a good product that speaks to an audience in a really compelling way, you will be successful. So mm-hmm, this is an mm-hmm. opportunity. Yeah.
0: I love it. I love the energy. I, I you know, Sunny, as I mentioned, you've been on the show before and every time I just admire so much your fortuitiveness, Your like, you're going to get it done. Like you and you are quick mm-hmm. to pivot. Um, I have no doubt this is going to transpire and be successful. I mean, and even if it's not what we're talking about today, it will be something else successful and exciting because, um, I mean, if no one else, who else but you two? I mean, if you guys can't do it, <laughs> where does that leave everybody else? Yes. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Tell us again how to sign up. Of course, the link will also be in the show notes, but, but give it to us.
2: Sure. Uh, you can sign up at www.getlightswitch.com.
0: GetLightSwitch.com. Monica, pleasure to meet you. You, I mean, Sunny yeah. has sung your praises, uh-huh. and it's a delight to be able to meet you and also at the same time introduce you to our audience. Sunny, of course, you know I'm a, your biggest fan. Mm-hmm. GetLightSwitch.com. Congratulations to the both of you. I'm no doubt more to come and come back anytime with updates.
1: Awesome. Yes, it was a so pleasure. You. Thank you so much, Vernouche. Anytime.
0: That's our show for today. Thanks so much for listening. On Wednesday, we're going to be in conversation with Chriselle Lim, who is a beauty, fashion, and lifestyle entrepreneur talking about building out her content business or influencer business, but also her recent divorce and the financial fallouts of not having a prenup. Important stuff to learn. Remember, I'm putting together my panic posse. If if you want to help me on my journey to bestseller status with a healthy state of panic and just have a good old time with the launch, I would love to invite you to join Panic Posse. The link for joining is in our show note. Thanks so much for tuning in everybody. I hope your day is so money.